Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Lewis Warshauer, and today we are studying Tractate Sukkah, page 9, Masechet Sukkah, Daf Tet. On this page, we have a further discussion of the when, what, why, and where of a sukkah. The page begins with a new Mishnah. What about an old sukkah? An old sukkah is defined as one that is built 30 days before the start of the festival. Uh, according to Beit Shammai, the sukkah is valid if it were built, and only if it were built, for the express purpose of being used during the festival, even if it had been built a year earlier. Uh, the school of Hillel rules that it is valid that it is valid even if not built for that purpose. The school of Shammai bases its restriction on a verse from Leviticus, chapter 22, verse 34, that says, The festival of Sukkot is seven days unto the Lord, which means, in Beit Shammai's interpretation, that the Sukkah must be built for the purpose dictated by God and not for any other purpose. However, that reference to the festival being God festival, as stated in Leviticus chapter 22, is interpreted by the school of Hillel in a very different way. They focus not on the when, but the what. That for God's purpose means that the materials used in the construction of the sukkah must be dedicated for that purpose. Uh, the Gemara then suggests a different derivation for Beit Shammai's definition of an old sukkah, and that is that it derives from Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 13, which is one of the other places where the festival is described. There is called uh, Chagah Sukkot, the festival of booths, uh, which reads that you shall prepare uh, the festival, and it is a festival of seven days. You shall hold the feast of booths for seven days, from which they understand that that's the purpose for which it is to be made, the celebration of the festival for seven days. The school of Hillel, looking at that same verse, uh, and the, which mentions seven days, draws a very different interpretation from what it means, which is in fact a leniency, and that is, that is a sukkah built during the festival is valid. Uh, however, Beit Shammai, uh, quoted by Rabbi Eliezer, holds that a sukkah built during the seven days of the festival is not valid. In other words, for Beit Shammai, you have to have built the sukkah before, otherwise you've missed your chance. The Gemara then raises a comparative issue of something that might or might not have been made for the purpose of fulfilling a particular mitzvah. Does it count to fulfill the mitzvah with it? 
And the example is tzitzit, the ritual fringes on garments, and the conclusion that's reached is yes, uh, those need to be made for the express purpose of fulfilling the mitzvah. And if you have a garment that just happens to have some fringes on it, that's not good enough. Uh, a new Mishnah states that a sukkah built under a tree is not valid. And if one sukkah is built on top of another, the upper sukkah is valid and the lower one is not. Uh, that's the opinion of the sages. Rabbi Yehuda states that the lower one is valid if no one is dwelling in the upper one. What we've got here are the two issues that we've seen in other guises. One is the requirement for the shade of a sukkah to be created by the schach, the roofing, and the other has to do with minimal and maximal heights. So as far as being under a tree, it's presumed that if the circumstance is that it is the tree that's providing most of the shade, that's not good. Uh, the shade has to be provided by the schach, which is interesting because it once again points to the human factor in the celebration and construction of the holiday, that people actually need to create that roofing. Just taking something in nature and having it be part of the sukkah, in that instance, in the creation of the sage, of the shade, that's not good enough. Uh, Rava, one of the sages of the Gemara, though, explains that the Mishnah's invalidation of a sukkah built under a tree only applies when, the tree, when it is the tree that creates the proper amount of shade for the inside of the sukkah. So presumably, if a sukkah is built under a leafless tree or a tree with very few leaves and very thin branches, presumably that would be okay. As far as the issue of one sukkah built on top of another, uh, once again, the Gemara uses the methodology of the wording of a biblical verse as the determiner of halakha. In this case, it's a verse we've seen before, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 42. In Sukkot, you shall reside. The sages say that this verse serves to exclude a sukkah under another, a sukkah in a house, and a sukkah under a tree. Again, based on Rava's understanding that it's if the tree is providing too much shade. The Gemara suggests that the opposite conclusion from the verse, the fact that the word Sukkot is in the plural, teaches that a sukkah beneath another is valid. Rabbi Nachman bar Yitzchak, continuing the methodology of using the spelling of a word in a Bible, says no, the word sukkot, sukkot in that verse is written without a vav, and that means one sukkah only, not one beneath. This page concludes with Rabbi Yirmiya suggesting that there are no absolutes here, about the validity of two sukkot, one on top of another, that it depends on the circumstances. And there are times when one of them, one or the other, is valid and the other isn't. There are times when both are invalid, and there are times when neither are. In other words, when both are valid. The Gemara explains that this determination of circumstances is based on the factors of the amount of shade and the height of the combined two Sukkot, given the 20 cubit upper limit on how high a valid Sukkah may be. 
And this concludes page 9. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.